Ladies and gentlemen, soccer enthusiasts from near and far, welcome back to the Kick a Boot. I'm your host, Michael J. Collins, and I'm absolutely thrilled to have you join us for another captivating episode. We have an extraordinary lineup today packed with the latest soccer highlights and insights. First and foremost, let's rewind the clock and relish in the incredible showdown that took place in the Nations League final. The atmosphere was electric as Canada and the United States locked horns in a fierce battle for regional supremacy. It was a match filled with anticipation, skill, and sheer determination. The USA emerged victorious, securing a stunning 2-0 win. But that's not all we're going to talk about today as we shift our focus to the future. We'll be delving into the upcoming CONCACAF Gold Cup. This prestigious tournament will showcase the best teams from across North America and Central America, including Qatar, battling out for continental glory. And joining me are my esteemed co-hosts, Ryan Galati and Daniel Ramos, with their deep ball knowledge and passion for the beautiful game. We're ready to dive into today's soccer discussion. So let's kick it off with this episode of The Kickaboo. Whoosh! Let's go. Let's go. All right. Okay, Nations League final, 2-0, USA. How'd you guys feel? Shambolic from Canada. It yeah, was not pretty bad. bad at all. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, as a Canadian, I'm still on the side that I think the U.S. do have more going for them, just as far as an overall squad goes. Um, yeah, I think a lot of the holes were pretty much exposed this game. Yeah, I just, I don't think, I don't think Canada has a full enough squad, even with like the, like you know, like achieving like getting to the World Cup, playing in the World Cup. Um, there's still some positions that are far too weak and exposable by even teams like the U.S., and I think that just yeah. happened. We actually we went to a bar together to go and try to watch this game after we played our, our own soccer match. Uh, for, yeah, we're all on a team together. Uh, but we went to a bar after to go watch this game, and they didn't have it. They just could not find the channel. Yeah, it was a good they phone They even watch. had Fubo. Yeah, so we had these uh, a game up on our phones uh, on the – at the table, did you guys get a chance to rewatch it? No, I didn't. I didn't go for a rewatch on it. No. I, thought, I just watched I the highlights. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was pretty bad. I, I did the full rewatch. Uh, <laughs> you, you notice a lot of stuff in here. Like there was no service to any of the wings. They tried to bring Buchanan on at the end, and they just didn't give him anything. The midfield was getting completely beat, beat up. Um, I'm just over Borjan, man. Yeah, he's. Uh well, I think the problem right now is it comes to another one of the positions where there just isn't too much going on. I mean, I know uh, Daniel, you know, our lovely producer over here, is has some kind of past history run-in with Dane St. Clair, the backup keeper on Canada. Yeah, he so played you on have the high some, school team. Yeah, there you go. You have some bias towards him, but he's definitely not ready for an international stage. Oh, I um, completely disagree. You don't think Dane St. Clair is ready? No, I think he is ready. No, I don't think so. I think you got to give him the shot here, especially going to the Gold Cup. Mm-hmm. This I is think, the time to do it. Oh, I think the Gold Cup is the time. But yeah, as yeah. far as a Nations League final versus the USA, I don't think you, I don't think Dane St. Clair is. Well, your I mean, guy. If oh no, but I think they should have just given him more minutes. I think it's time for the layover exactly. now. Exactly. Like let's, if let's you're not gonna go continue with Milan Borion, like you got to go with Dane. That's your next best option. Yeah. Do Do we think that because Borion's on, uh, Borjan, Borjan. He's on um, uh, the Gold Cup roster. Do we think we're going to see him play a lot? I don't think so. I think it's going to be uh, Sinclair. I actually think we still will. I still think we're going to see really, him. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, he's I, trusted by Herdman. Yeah. I think he's still going to be the but, starting keeper. But um, so much talk about his job right now. Like I feel like we got to see some new something new here. I mean, I think I, like I always find that I think people tend to, in football, 
assume that when someone's job is at risk, they should start trying new things, and that's what they're going to do. I find that they tend to just stick to what works, and I feel like putting in a goalie that you don't – or a goalkeeper, sorry – that you don't know for certain is ready for the challenge is exactly what you don't do as a manager trying to keep his job, you know? Well, I mean – we're we're probably gonna win the group in the gold cup, so I feel like yeah, you might as well just try at least one game with him in net, see how that goes. That's what oh, I, I want. Yeah. That's, that's really what I want to see. Well, I mean, what they have Guadalupe first? Is that yeah, the Guadalupe other? on Tuesday, which is yeah. yeah. literally unranked here in Canada too. To so. me, that's probably the one that you do throw him in for just to see a comfort level. Yeah, for sure. Um, personally, I don't think you run him against. I don't think you run him against Cuba. Cuba. I don't really yeah, know how I don't, Gua- know, I don't know how Guatemala's higher ranked worldly than Cuba than Cuba by that much. I uh, swear I know more. Both teams don't really do anything for me, so yeah, but like I know more Cuban players than I do Guatemala <laughs> Guatemala Guadalupe. No Guatemala Guadalupe. I don't even know was was in this tournament, but no, I don't think I don't think starting Dane's a bad idea for. Yeah, I mean um, like Boyan's. He's like he's he can't even make his own team. Like he's on loan right now. Like yeah, clearly, they clearly don't want anything. Yeah, he's in Slovakia. Red Star yeah. does not want anything to do with him right now. He's well, he's old. Team. End of the day, he's an old keeper. And is he old? He's thirty-five. Yeah, he's but some old. some keepers handle the aging better than others. Um, yeah, he's definitely not. Yeah, I don't know if I can positively say that he's the athletic specimen that can take on playing like into his late thirties. Yeah, he's a pretty tall guy. He's he's tall and he doesn't have like. Like, Buffon had, like, a pretty, like... Uh, as just an example of a long-time goalie. Jean-Louis Buffon had, like, a pretty, like, lean athletic... Yeah. Goal. I mean, like, Borean can't even kick the ball anymore. Like, every kick is short. Yeah. There's I mean, I don't, I don't think... There's moments, man, too. There's yeah, a lot of sketchy moments. Too yeah. much and I don't even think goalkeeping is their biggest worried position. I think they're... You think, I think defense? Defense, oh, yeah. Defense, Definitely the defense. Well, I don't... It, like, if you guys do rewatch that game, watch how bad the midfield was getting the beat up man it was bad yeah but that just happens game by game i think defense has been a long time yeah defense i think is a huge that's probably like the most glaring hole that this team has um you guys think they should have put a t-ball on for like the Um, last little bit yeah i mean like at least there's been a debate about it six or something at least just at least get him in the game for his final game with canada like that's i don't know just at least honor him like we lost the game you know, so and plus, like you said, our midfield was getting cooked like he brings like I know he doesn't really have like the legs, but if you put him on for 15 minutes, like he has the calming presence. He's a veteran player. Right. So and I think they should have. I think Herman should have. I don't really have an opinion on it. I don't like there's just there's like a debate about if they should have done it or not. I don't think yeah. they should have. I think that game was still in reach. They weren't completely getting outplayed. Like there was still a chance, but and especially because I thought their midfield was getting beat up, that they shouldn't put them in. I just never know when the appropriate time for those things are. Yeah, and I honestly I don't know if there is one. It just comes down to the yeah. player. I just I don't think that game was ever too far out of reach that you need to put them in. But like if they did, I think it would have been a nice moment. No, but I will say um, defensively. Um, I mean, I think it's even a worry when uh, this Portland Timbers center back, Zach McGraw, has decided to, like, join Canada rather than the U.S., and, like, that was seen as, like, a really possible option, and I genuinely have never heard of him in my life. McGraw. <laughs> I've never heard of Zach McGraw, but, I mean, who knows? Maybe he can get given a shot. 
Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm always uncomfortable watching Canada's defense. Um, by no means is like the U.S. is the best or like that far superior, but it clearly, clearly is. But I mean, I think at least me personally, I definitely underestimated the U.S. It's, like it's like you you said this last pod or maybe just in conversation um, that they are a well-built team. They have like yeah, that was Ryan. Yeah, like they have just a, a complete team. Like we have stars, but it's not a complete team. No, no, they have certainties in every position. Yeah, like and even more so now that they picked up um, Fuller and Belogan. And yeah, they're, they're also super young. They have an average age of twenty-three years old. Like that's I think crazy. I think Belogan is going to shred the Concacaf scene. Well, he scored their second goal. I know, and I think that's going to be a continuing, a continuing pattern. I think. I've always been a fan of Belogan. Um, I mean, partially because Southampton was linked like a long time back, just as like a youngster while he was at Arsenal. Um, but even this past season in the in the Liga, um, I think proved enough to me, just at like such a young age, like what he's what he's putting together, and now he's on the American national team. That is a worry for years to come. If you're not even Canada, just Mexico, Costa Rica, any mm-hmm. of them, that is a strong, strong attacker to bring in. How about? Gio Reyna assisting both goals that game. Yeah, he's an interesting player. He's only 20. Yeah, and it's I, it's almost like he's doing fine in the German league with, with Dortmund, mm-hmm. but it's almost like that move came a little too early. Because you see him in these games with the U.S., and he looks like he belongs, like he looks exciting. Um, but then like you don't hear about him much outside of international play. So I... Like I, I it's a lot of the same in that American national team where they have a lot of youngsters with a lot of potential, but it's like how they're being used outside of it, similarly with Canada, that I think is quite interesting for years to come. Well, a big midfield position just opened up at Dortmund. Maybe he uh, maybe he takes that over. Uh, it's a bit of a different role. I don't know if he's how your... So? I don't think Reyna's your box-to-box guy. What would you put him as? Oh, he's, he's, in, he's in the attack for sure. Okay. He's like essentially a winger that plays as like just an attacking midfielder. I think he has a pretty specific job. I don't think he likes to fall back too far. Um, but it does. It still opens up for, for new possibilities. I mean, Royce is coming to the end of his career, pro- like with injuries and stuff. Mm-hmm. Bellingham's gone. Um, I don't know. Dorman's Dorman always goes young at a certain point again to reboot, and I think he's just waiting for his shot. He looked really promising too. Um, no, I, like, I want to be really positive on Canada, but U.S. seems like they're going to have the, um, juggernaut status as far as CONCACAF goes, in my opinion, in the next few years. Do you agree? Uh, I think there's opportunity for a lot of teams. That's like, the USA certainly probably has the best team, but literally nobody in this, uh, in CONCACAF I think is actually good. Right now, I don't think anybody's really putting a squad for it, especially in this Gold Cup. Like, Mexico's the favorite, and that's probably the worst Mexican team I've ever seen. Yeah, they've yeah. really fallen off. Well, I mean, so I think the Gold Cup for any team is going to be winnable. But I think for the future, you might be right that USA might have their hands on Concacaf for a while. That might be the kings of Concacaf. Well, I mean, with with every young squad, Mexico is just extremely old. Like. 
Yeah. It is a battle of youth versus veterans. When it's yeah, there's a lot of uh, alumni actually coming out and talking about how they want a lot of change in the Mexican team. Well, they need it. They really need it. There hasn't there hasn't really been. I mean, I know they have. Um, I think his name is Jimenez, who's coming through with Feyenoord in the Dutch league. They have a couple young guys, but they they still they still rely on these thirty year olds, these like Carlitos Vela, like these kind of Andreas Guardado when everyone else is seemingly going young, which I don't know if it's a good thing for them. I don't know if I think they it'll need be bad. to start. Yeah, I, I think they need to start investing in their youth a if, little bit. Uh, if Canada does make it out of their group, which it looks like they most likely will, they'll probably face Mexico in the semifinal. And how do we see that game going? Who, Mexico and Canada? Canada? Um, It'll be a gritty game. It'll yeah. be a very physical game, but I think Canada could pull it out. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I mean, I think... I think the the major difference that would be seen in that game compared to like a USA Canada game is the fact that um, USA's kind of speed and transition alone was too much for the Canadian defense to handle. The Mexican team right now doesn't really have that with their kind of age and veteran attack. I mean, they don't have anyone that's going to pierce your back line that smoothly, from what I can remember at least. Um, so I would I would say I like Canada's odds. I know we're the kickaboot, and that's kind of what we. <laughs> do but i would say that in that matchup i i I say canada yeah well i severely underrated uh the state's last pod i will take my l on that but i'm still going canada if we face mexico i did think the states would get scored on i was surprised that they didn't they they have they have a good like they have a good system i don't know it's it's still really young they were just missing people that's that was where my yeah that's fair lack of trust came in no no i like i like what i'm seeing from um Honestly, Canada and U.S. as as a combo. Yeah. Um, obviously, Mexico is the CONCACAF nation, I would say, probably most known for their appearances in, like, World Cups and mm-hmm. kind of the major competitions. But I think Canada and U.S. have a, a real chance to become the two teams that sort of become expected. Well, the game's really growing. The game's really Absolutely. growing in both of those countries. So, yeah. I mean, it showed. Obviously, both make, made the World Cup, and, you know, they both have their own, like, even below the MLS, they both have smaller development leagues. And, yeah, I think the game's grown a lot. So, I mean, like, it's not a surprise that they're, you know, making a name for themselves now. Now, what do you think with everyone missing the Gold Cup for Canada? Uh, I I'm think it made sense. Like, they got to... Like, even, p- even p- like, Johnston and Kona? It's a busy... He's injured, Johnston. Oh, is he it's still? A busy, it's a busy... Um, it was a really busy summer, especially for national teams. So I think picking one or the other sort of made sense. I was confused why they picked a Nations League. They probably had like a team meeting or something. Because I feel like the Gold Cup, like like that's the Euros compared to the Nations League. Yeah. So I, mean, I yeah. would have liked to see them compete in this competition. Yeah. But, you know, one or the other is fine. Uh, but, yeah, I think it was just too much. Like it, w- it was a pretty busy national, yeah. national I summer. I think it probably also has to do with the fact that it was a Canada versus USA final. Yeah, true. Like that, w- like just the fact there was a semifinal and a final compared to a whole Gold Cup tournament. Yeah, it's probably a bit more enticing just to kind yeah. of assert dominance, I guess. I think we'll also see this like the more like the bigger Canada sort of gets on the world stage. Like a preseason for what Premier League is in three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Like for the rest of the leagues, you're going to be pretty close to that too. So you don't really want to compete in this competition and then go report, right? You yeah. do want a bit of a vacation yourself. The sure. English Championship season starts on August fourth for one <laughs> South Coast team. Wow, can't wait. Jeez. So if you find where to watch that, um. so like if you like you opt out, you just can't play. So if you miss the group stage, you can't play any of the knockout rounds. 
Uh, I believe they have to submit a team. Yeah, they can the, only use the team you submit. Yeah. And they submitted their team. I think it's a team for the tournament. It's pretty much what happens with the Euros as well. Yeah. I am looking to see some of the young guys get some exposure, though. Some of the different sort of type of players that we've got. Well, I really wish Kone was playing, man. That one's that yeah. one. I'm I'm disappointed he's not playing. Kone, I think everyone knows is pretty good, and he also has some uh, some transfer rumors going on still. I guess. Um, Where, where's he rumored here right now? Uh, Udinese, I believe. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be great because um, yeah, their midfield's getting uh, shipped everywhere. Who Udinese's? Yeah, links to a lot of different places right now, oh. especially Premier League teams. Yeah, I mean yeah. Udinese is also a pretty good birthing ground for a lot of yeah, exactly. young talent. So you get a l- you get exposed pretty pretty well there. Out of a lot of Serie A clubs, I'm I, I'd be pleased if he went to Udinese. Yeah, that's fair. But then Davies, I get you know dealing with injury. David, I mean he's like uh, contract talks right now, so I get it. But I'm not sure why Kyle Lahren, Buchanan, and Johnson you said was injured. Yeah, Johnson's still injured. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Who's even gonna be in the attack for Canada? That's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> like, w- like our whole attack is gone. What about um, Junior Hoyland? Uh, Ek Ugbo. Ugbo. Yeah. Ugbo's good. He's in the league he's right pacey. now too. Yeah, I think it's Hoylet who's still there. I want Ugbo to play. That's what I'm gonna be watching for. Cavallini. Um, Cavallini. No, oh, he went. He's playing somewhere else too. I don't. I'm not a huge Cavallini fan. I think he's in the past. Not a big Canada's team. fan of him. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, that's a lot of uh, well, four I guess veterans: Borjan, Cavallini, Hoylet. Did you guys uh, Miller talking about Kone going to Udinese? Did you guys have any other transfers that kind of caught your interest recently? Uh, I did, but I'll. I just want to finish on the Gold Cup here. All right, my bad. <laughs> What um, more is there to say? Uh, I just wanted to know what you guys thought of like who's gonna go where. So if I I'll, if I read you the groups, can you just tell me who who you think is gonna oh, advance okay, from yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, sure. I'm down to do that. Uh, number one, Jamaica. This is a Group A. Jamaica, Trinidad and Tobago, USA, and Saint Kitts and Nevis. Um, USA and Jamaica, top two. Yeah, yeah I think so. USA yeah. probably number one. Jamaica's funny, man. They get players from like all over the world. They just trace back their heritage. They just it's got Damari Gray. Yeah, I think they kind of confuse me though yeah, because Antonio plays there. I swear I've seen so many names say that they're gonna represent Jamaica, but I don't think they have like any caps. And then they represent yeah. England. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, but no, but like even like Nathan Redmond, I think, changed his allegiance to like Jamaica, and I don't think I've. Ever I don't seen think I've capped? seen him yeah. play once. They're like everywhere. They're like Jamaica. They really try to scout players. Oh, you yeah. have sort of a heritage. Like come play for Jamaica. So they could always be dangerous, especially in CONCACAF. Well, I also think, I mean, Trinidad and Tobago is probably the next most threatening nation. And they, yeah. just, they don't have enough right now. Yeah. They I have a couple to, players, uh, but. Used to live in St. Kitts and Nevis. So I know the soccer scene. No, it's not great. They're more of a cricket country. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, group B. Haiti, Honduras, Mexico, Qatar. Haiti, Honduras. Mexico. I think Mexico won Honduras too. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Too. I'm gonna go Mexico and Qatar. You think Qatar is? Yeah, I guess they could bribe their way up there or something. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I'll just well, I don't not, know. I'll be I'll be different. I, mean, I didn't. <laughs> nobody was paying attention to Qatar until the World Cup. Let's be honest. Like yeah, but at the World at the World Cup, I mean, I don't know. But like I think they got their beat up every single game. Yeah, but I would say Honduras would get beat up too. I think Honduras, I don't know. Honduras can beat Haiti. They could probably draw a point from Mexico, and I, th- I think they're most likely going to beat Qatar. I'm sticking Mexico, Mexico one. Mexico, Qatar, Qatar All right. two. I like it. Almoez Ali, man of the tournament for Qatar. 
Group C, Costa Rica, El Salvador, Martinique, and Panama. Costa Rica and Panama. Yeah, I think Costa Rica won, Panama too. Who was the second team you said? El Salvador. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's Costa Rica, (laughs) Panama. Yeah, I was thinking of, yeah. yeah, Especially lately. Those are the only teams that, I don't know, are the other teams even in for them? I don't know if I've ever seen a Martinique game. El Salvador has a very fun story. If you haven't searched it, go search it. I'll even give you guys the, your, the name of the guy right now to search. Uh, Hugo Alvarado. Phenomenal story. Changed the whole course of El Salvador's national team. Just wanted to get that in there. Go, Hugo. <laughs> Next group. Uh, group D, the final group. Canada, Cuba, Guadalupe, Guatemala. Um, Canada, Cuba. I think Canada, Cuba. Yeah, Canada's yeah. definitely going to go one. I don't know who's going to go fair. two on that one. Guadalupe, Guadalupe I don't see it. making any no, chance. Guadalupe, Guadalupe I don't see either. I guess Cuba probably I don't see the how they're sense. that far rated below Guatemala in the rankings. Cuba? Yeah. yeah. Guatemala's higher. What, like 60 spots or something? Like 50. Jesus. Yeah. I don't know. Are they that much? I, I say you could take your pick of those three or anyone, one of those teams would pick second. But Canada's definitely. I think that's a very easy and winnable group. It yeah. would be disappointed yeah. if they didn't get first in that. I group. mean, this whole competition, like nobody's really thrown their best team forward, so it's a very winnable thing. But we said that about the na- the Nations League, so I guess we'll figure that out. Um, yeah, if you want to jump into your transfers, let's go crazy. Well, I was just gonna say too. I mean, the one thing you have to consider with this Gold Cup is that Canada will probably get points taken away just from not having squad depth. Um, I think they could tie in like a game with Cuba or Guatemala. It's true. Well, I hope Herdman. They puts should win the game. They should win. I hope he plays some young guys. I want to get some youth out there for this. Yeah, play play uh, Dame Sinclair. Now, since you're ready to move on, Mike, <laughs> what transfer has been tickling your funny bone? I want to know where Barella's going to go. I don't think anywhere. I don't think. Yeah, I don't yeah, think, he's, don't think he's moving. Eh? No, yeah. I think Newcastle realized that they were stupid and. Well, yeah, but now more teams knowledge. are in on it. Manchester United and Liverpool are both fighting now. Yeah, but Inter's are Inter said like from beyond that point that it'll take a minimum of eighty million. For exactly. That's why I think it. he's going to go to United. Yeah, but they said eighty million to consider it, not even like eighty million like to sell. We're yeah, we're seeing Kai Havertz go for that much. That's true. Yeah, um, the transfer market is. This guy, like, I'd spend more than that. Oh, Barella's really special. I just yeah. he's an amazing I don't player, I don't think I don't think they're even gonna get rid of him. I think no. it would like they said eighty mil to consider. I think it would have to t- it would take like a hundred mil and it would have to be a move that Barella's okay with and Barella absolutely loves that club with his whole heart. I'm just saying I think for Man United the Mason Mount thing might be falling apart. So they'll want to expand their midfield. Yeah, it's I been think Barella might be the way to go. It's been in the news too long for me to still be confident it's going to happen. But then apparently there was a new development that I guess Man United's looking into Declan Rice now and trying to enter their name because Rice yep. and Mount like the idea of playing together. I'd be, was, uh, I'd be okay with that. Well, that's just that's just weird. <laughs> and as Rice part of the at Mount, Man well, United? No, like as part of the Mount saga, like trying to get him, you just buy Rice as well. Yeah. I mean, like it's literally his best friend. It'd like, be great if you're trying to get a star. They'd be like good that, together. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, their chemistry would be amazing. But it does just seem weird in theory. That I don't think they'd spend any more money after that, though. Especially no. they locked up Marcus Rashford for a lot. I saw something somewhere. I don't know how trustworthy it is, but apparently United's first offer is expected to be like forty mil plus either Maguire or Alanga or both or something like that. For who? For Rice. Forty is that reported no. by the plus Maguire and Alanga. I saw that. Why would you want Maguire? I don't know how. Uh, I don't know. So I mean, someone no, probably Maguire, wants Maguire. Maguire would do well with West Ham. 
Stop I, talking. No, I think he'd Stop do well with West Ham. I've made my opinion known to McGuire. I don't think he's that bad of a footballer. I think he's, I, he's I think over. The, he's I done. think the lights are too bright he's in United. Done. And I uh, think on a smaller club, he'd do really well. West Ham's a European team now. They are. Okay. And West yeah, Ham's also had Greg Dawson perform like a team of the season defender for them. Yeah. yeah. So we were actually um, we were having a uh, conversation before we did this pod about how we wanted to see more Italians in the Premier League, and just a I few hours later. <laughs> well, well, we did want to see more towns, but we understood why they didn't adapt as well to the Premier League. Uh, and as we said that, Tottenham Hotspur found their new goalie. Yeah, a first name that even with an Italian background, I am not going to try to pronounce that well. <laughs> Guglielmo. I think it's Guglielmo. Um, but I have had the pleasure of watching Vicario just out of watching the Serie A with Roma and stuff. He's he wicked. He is a shot stopper. He's yeah. wicked. He I really, really like this goalie. For 19 mil, is that a good price? For 19 mil, yeah. For 19 mil, that's a phenomenal deal. He's wonderful, man. I think the fact that they're buying him from Empoli obviously plays into that because Empoli's not really a club that can be asking for, like, 30-plus. But I don't think he's a 19 million um, euro keeper. I think he's far above that. He just – he's – I don't think he's great with his feet, but he is one of those keepers that somehow finds a way to keep the ball out. And I think that's exactly what Tottenham yeah, needs. Yeah, 100%. I don't think Tottenham needs anyone that's going to fling long balls up to Kane and Son or something or whoever's there by the time next year. I mean, I, I think this is a strong signing. Yeah. I think it's a really good signing. I value shot stopping over yeah. anything else with a goalie anyways. So. Might be my favorite uh, signing so far. Yeah, I mean this summer. Transfer window? I'm always yeah. a little skeptical on keeper signings, and I'm also skeptical on I Spurs signings, signings usually. I and love keepers. Yeah, Spurs have, Spurs made a lot of mistakes last summer. Yeah, but this strikes both boxes as being good to me. It's a yep. good keeper, and it's a smart move for Spurs. I would say. Hundred yeah. percent agree. Um, for a good price too. I think the only downside about it is they already tried this with uh, Golini when they bought Golini last year, either mm-hmm. on loan or permanently from Atalanta, I believe, some club like that, and that dude just rode the pine for <laughs> the whole year. It seemed. Um, I hope that's not the case here. I do think they're ready to move on from Lloris. Um I think this could be their new shot stopper, and I, 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 I think it's a it's an upgrade, quite frankly. I mean, huge upgrade. Obviously, Lloris to any FIFA players out there, or anything you see the rating, and you might be impressed. But he's at the end of his time, and I think Vicario's just at the start. So I always thought he was a little overrated, anyways. To be honest, yeah, like, good I, keeper, yeah. but it was time to go. I think he was very much recovered by his um, international form. Yeah, on 100%. like a, on a standard with um, France. I mean, he's a World Cup winning keeper, and quite frankly, has made some pretty phenomenal saves in his time doing so. Um, I, I've I've never hated on Larice, but I'd be lying if I said I thought he was great. I really liked Larice for a while. I think you could see definitely the end of his career coming up for the past two years, but Lloris was always a pretty solid option, especially in international stage. He was great for France. Fun fact, Vicario, also a player that started with Udinese. Hey, there you go. As Let's far go. as... Although I'm a bit confused because it says that he was sold from Udinese to Venezia for 500 euros, and I don't think that can be right. I hope it's I not. I can right. believe it. Some cash considerations. 500 plus 500 euros. just euros. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm just 500, just 500 euros. But you know what? From going from 500 <laughs> euros to 19, 19 million, million I mean, there you go. That's, that's got to be some clear improvement. So, um, so, I mean, another Italian to the Premier League. I mean, Barella didn't work out for Newcastle, but it's seeming like Sandro Tonali. Yes. What a great signing. Yeah, I love that signing. Sorry, well, Dan. Sorry uh, as, a, as a Milan fan, like, not happy that we're losing him, but from a Newcastle perspective, that's a great oh, signing. Oh, it's great. Really I think exciting. that that shows a lot of what Newcastle's going to do. Yeah. Is it great for the state of football and our whole argument about money? No, probably not. But I think it shows what that team's uh, going to be and going to try to do in the next couple of years, which is, I think, what a lot of people uh, cheering for Newcastle were lurking, were, uh, looking forward to. Yeah, I'm still a little skeptical on it. I, uh, skeptical, yeah. Go crazy. Um, as far as Tenali as a player goes, I think it's fantastic. But I, I still have the problem that I think I think there's a obvious like I think there's a reason that you I've said this even in our little chats off the pod. I think there's a reason you don't see as many Italian players like from this area go over to play in the Premier League and stuff because it's just such a different style of football from what they grow up on. And like seeing Tenali as this kind of deep lying playmaker type build, even though he is obviously a box to box as well. Yeah. I don't know what his role is in an Eddie Howe system. Um, I just think it's a weird combination. But you have to consider that they're paying seventy five million on a player. He's obviously, I'm not like I'm not gonna say world class yet, but he's he's getting up there. So you kind of have to expect that it's all gonna work out in the end. Yeah, I think their midfield sort of begging for somebody though. No. Yeah. I mean, I think I think Bruno did a great job from the get go. Yeah, he did, but he can't he be your only. No, but I I mean, even the even the shift of like Joe Ellington from uh, an attacker yeah, down he, to the midfield. Joe yeah, Ellington had had a well. one eighty turn in his career. But he's not a box to box though. He's becoming one. You think so? Oh yeah, he's he honestly finds his way back in a very impressive way. Bruno. Uh, Joe Ellington. Oh yeah. For a guy that was Bruno's box to box. Yeah, yeah Bruno's yeah. box to box, yeah. No, I'm just saying that for a guy that was like a striker when he got signed. Joe yeah, that's why I was like hesitant to Was that sorry, Dan? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, man. you go ahead. I was just that's <laughs> why I was like hesitant to say he's box to box or even like defensive minded because he's an attacking player when they signed him. He was a striker like you said. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, but his like he has had a shift. Like it there's he still has like obviously the finishing ability, but even positionally, Joe Anton is. I think I think he's a starting midfielder on a lot of Prem teams. Yeah, sure, I'd agree. I mean, it's it's, it's a weird thing to say just because of how they signed him, but. Well, um, then, but what don't you like about Tonali? You just don't yeah, th- see him fitting in that system. I just don't like the fit. Yeah, four four three three. It'll probably have to change. It's yeah. It's not even about Tonali. I think, like I said, I think Tonali's a like top end of the world player. Um, I just I like I don't see I don't see him in a Newcastle. Hmm. kid i don't see him he'll he'll have to play pivot yeah i don't see him in that midfield he likes to kind of i think that i think they're expecting to change it up then well i think it's because you're right he's too because he's he's pretty much defensive well it's even the thing with um jorginho when jorginho came over to the um prem even now his like biggest thing that kind of people comment on and make fun of is that most of his passes go backwards yeah like he he sort of just moves the ball of the defense and then slowly moves up and I think that comes from the kind of Italian style um, where it is a lot more technical and a lot more kind of slow-paced, find-your-pace. 
so I don't like I don't see Tenali as a guy that's gonna. He'll be the turn. anchor. He doesn't miss games. Yeah, but I don't I see him as someone that's gonna turn someone in the midfield. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't see him as someone that's gonna. Well, he'll play pivot. He'll just use the Brazilians as flanks, right? Yeah, it's. But it's, that it's does change his whole system. I do see what you're saying. He, yeah. They won't play four three three. Is what I'm guessing. I mean, yeah, they it's, still it's, they still might. Like I don't know. That's like I don't see so. He's a good manager, and like I don't know. The way he's just like t- I know. Like you talked about this earlier, Ryan. But like talent is talent. Like I think he'll 100%. still make it work. No, Tenali is still very very special. Very um, much, yeah. It's just I don't know. It it's it's finding that fit that I think is a very hard thing with any signing, especially when you put this much money into one. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know what Eddie Howe has planned for it, especially. Especially considering the fact that this transfer window opened with Newcastle saying we're going to spend a maximum of seventy-five million, and they yeah. just spent it all on one guy. <laughs> so, I think they need. I think they need more passes um, in the other end. Yeah, um, just to kind of put some little breaking stuff in, I guess. Go um, crazy. Just scrolling Twitter since we just talked about him for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is according to De Marzio, Gianluca De Marzio, as a source. Um, very popular source, even followed and appreciated by Fabrizio Romano. Declan Rice is edging closer to a move to Man City. Yeah, Confidence is growing wow. that they will reach a final agreement with West Ham. Oh, wow. Um, Daniel, as the Man City fan, I guess, we'll start over there with you as their little producer-producer. Uh, and host. Uh, not sure. according to some not people. Not the main yeah, ones. Some people don't think uh, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? Uh, I think that's a great signing. We just lost Gundo. Probably you think that's a good signing after you just signed your his replacement? What Kovacic? Yeah, I don't. I think Kovacic is a rotation piece. Declan will become a staple of the of the, yeah. the first team. Then you want to run a midfield with Declan and Rodri? I would. I would be down for that. Yeah, absolutely. KDB could throw. Could work. I don't know. I I, th- I, I don't think really see the fit. I think it could still work. Um, I mean, like, and then we're also losing Bernardo. Most likely, like, there's actually reports from Fabrizio that he's like really close to signing in the Saudi league. Yeah, I don't want to hear that. that. One, Which guy? Bernardo. Yeah, he's that like one, right there. That one say. is like the worst one I'd say cuz he's pro- he's in his prime. He's like like he's amazing. One yeah, of the best no, players in the they're world. They're all like, annoying to me, but yeah. I'm not going to get into that conversation that one, again. That one that's just a mess. Yeah, um we're just losing a lot of players. I'm personally so. not a fan of that fit uh, as well. A what? Declan and Man City. No, I don't. That I don't genuinely think that seems works. that honestly seems like a signing. That is just keep this player away from other clubs. Yeah, I actually we have the money. Yes, it literally seems like they're just saying we have money and we don't want you to have them. So the only yeah. other options we have. Them. I don't know. I think playing with two DMs could actually be like very because you had such effective. a hard time keeping the ball out of the net. Yeah, I don't. I don't really I don't see know. it. I don't see. I don't see even. I mean, I I, I, I see the skepticism. Like, definitely see the skepticism. But like, if anything, it just in my opinion that just gives Rodri breaks. That's what, you think does. they're just going to swap between the two? Yeah, if anything, no, Rice so. becomes rotation. That's what I'd say. Rodri. No, I don't think that would happen. I generally think that Kovacic, like, systematically works better than Rice. For sure, for sure. But, like, I just think, like, again, like I said with Tonali, like, the quality of Rice is, in, is really good. And he actually has good attacking uh, uh, abilities that I think are slept on. Um, like, he can move the ball up really well. So I I think it's it's still work with him, but I I get the skepticism like two DMs in you know in today's game feels kind of 
in, in a team like City as well feels like it wouldn't work. But I don't know. I think it could work, honestly. Um, another quick release, just because it was another topic that we're talking about. This just scrolling Twitter is just re- working really well for our conversation right now. Yeah. Uh, Juventus are in advanced talks to sign USA's Timothy Weah, and personal terms are already agreed. They're just waiting to advance on the club side for the final fee. I like him a lot. I think that says a lot about where Juventus is, though. They, those are the players they're signing now. Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, Not a great look. I mean, a twelve million fee. I don't really think you can turn. No. Out away. Yeah, like it's like is, fine. Yeah. Way I think it just says more about like where Syria gets every say, yeah, like other year. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird look. I don't, I don't know what Juventus's plan with him is exactly. If they oh, want Oh, I think him. they're getting rid of their striker, right? Vlahovic? Yeah. But I don't know if this is here replacement. If you get Gotta money get for somebody, Vlaho. right? He's also, I mean, he has capabilities on the wing. We saw how fast he was even yeah. against Canada. Speedy. Um, no, that's just a quick little interesting one. I thought I'd just mention. How about on the topic of Italians? Uh, I don't know how like reliable this is, but uh, Federico Chiesa linked to Liverpool. No. Yeah, he's yeah. been linked for a little bit. Yeah, no. for a fee of fifty-two million, supposedly. No. Yeah, he's been linked for couple months now you guys like that ryan you don't sound like you like that oh it's not i mean i like chiesa i think i, I think Chiesa can play well in any club he goes to yeah, i just absolutely. i just think he's a juventus player <laughs> yeah he's been like for liverpool for a couple months even before the season ended yeah so you guys I think, don't think it's gonna happen i think he uh, is one of those names that's just big enough to get linked places and people just don't really think much of it just to stir it around no it, it seemed like it was pretty serious talks i just think liverpool shifted their their midfield um, ideas away from that. I think if they're going to make a move like that, they should go for Barella. Fair. But uh, I don't mind Chiesa. Well, I think you have to love Chiesa. He's a great Chiesa. player. Yeah, he's pretty wicked. I think, uh, I mean, I if we sign him, I'd like him, but ah, I don't yeah, know. That's fair. I'm not, I'm not like rooting for it to happen, but if it does happen, I'll, I'll, I'll be a supporter. Do you still stand the same with what you want to see out of like a Liverpool window? Yeah, I want two more signings, I think. That's fair. Minimum. Anywhere specific? Another midfielder for sure, and some rotation pieces. That's about it. That's fair. Dan, over uh, with you. If Man City somehow pulls off this Declan Rice thing, is there anything else you'd? I mean, it's kind of hard to say what Man City should want, but you know, um, not like they have everything already. But yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think we need anything else. Yeah, well, um, midfield most important area of the pitch, in my opinion. So, I mean, if you got to play like Rice, you're like you're set. You're good. Wow, Fabrizio Romano's on fire. Be right pretty now. cool. Yeah. Yeah, Aspilicueta to yeah. Inter looks like it's happening. Uh what do you guys think about all the s- confirmed Saudi moves that happened in the past week? Oh, you're gonna start me on this again? <laughs> I am, I am. Oh, I hate uh, it. there's a lot, oh, but yeah. I kind Don't of expected them me. I kind of expected them to go and get at least like minimum like thirty players, like big time players to come in into the league. This I didn't expect order. it to be like this, man. This is crazy. I mean like the players they they're getting are you know, like Ruben Neves, 26 years old. Like in that's in a, in that's prime. almost a superstar level player. Yeah, that one. That one is. If they get Bernardo Silva, then Silva, then this thing is insane. Yeah, like officially I, crazy. I thought it was going to be like a retirement thing, like legit nah, only yeah, old players and like 30 year olds. Yeah, and now they're signing Ruben Neves at 26 and Bernardo Silva, who's in his prime and one of the best players in the world, and at like what 27, 28. Yeah. Um, they're like really close to getting him, so yeah, I'm not too, I'm not too happy with it. Al Nasser, Ziyech, 
Mendy oh, he, Al he Ali. Con- he confirmed? Oh, yeah, he's yeah, gone. He's gone. Oh, I missed that. I just saw that he was linked to him. Koulibaly, Al Hilal. Wow. Yeah, it's a joke. Conte, we've known for a while. but Quite mm-hmm. frankly, it's a joke. In yeah, my honest opinion, they can they can sign great. as many of these guys as they want, and never gonna watch it. No, people are still. I'm not gonna watch. Not people gonna are not watch gonna watch. So, what do you guys think about? Uh, sorry to jump off Saudi here. Two uh, two of your cl- no, two no. of your clubs legends, Eden Dzeko, Fenerbahce. Bacce. Yeah, Eden Dzeko's. I mean, wait, he's he's going to the Saudi league? No, he's no, going no, to Fenerbahce. No. Fenerbahce. Oh, sorry, in the okay. Turkish okay. league. Okay. Uh, um, I just don't, I always like where he goes. He's a fun player to watch. He's a very good player, dude. Edin Dzeko's just he, Edin Dzeko does what Edin Dzeko does. There's mm-hmm. not really like a better way to explain yeah. it. Yeah. I think I'm not gonna say he's ageless, but like he hasn't really changed in like the past no. like no. six he's not years. Not toned it down. Yeah. I mean, I think I I think he's. I think Roma got rid of him a little too early. Um, I think we took him from Man City at a great time. He did. Uh, and uh, honestly, just being a Roma fan, when he left for Inter, I kind of just said, like, oh, it's like the end of Dzeko, like, blah, 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 like, whatever, you can have him. He was still solid. And honestly, I think now I'm on the wavelength that it's almost too early for, like, a Turkish League move, but he seems happy with it. Uh, Turkish League is kind of trying. I, I, I respect the Turkish League because they're trying to grow naturally, even if they're signing these kind of, like, older sensations. Yeah. Um. I think Fenerbahce is a good fit for him. I see no problems. I think I think he'll be an effective striker if they can find him the ball. Yeah, I mean he's thirty seven now, so Yeah, but like, I think he could play till he's like forty. Yeah, well he has a play style that is just Yeah, super find him and he'll get the ball towards the net. Yeah, that's what I like. Uh Holland actually reminded me of, of him in terms of the way Well, that is putting Jekyll on a pedestal. No, in terms of like <laughs> their in terms of their physicality like City hasn't had a striker that's that physical in, in so long and like I just thought it's since Jekko is, is the last time that they've had like a beast up top that's just like yeah bodies people Jekko is special in that men's city team I think they were just yeah man he, he's slept on I feel like he doesn't get mentioned as much as he should yeah he he's was a great. really good player man. I, I mean, think men's city was player. honestly just at a time where they were moving really fast yeah like the league and stuff so it's the Bosnia thing too yeah true was that like having a Canadian flag beside your name uh, no, I just don't think people watch Bosnia Herzegovina. Yeah, yeah, I, it's not like it's not at all like even in their country. There's still a, there's still a team in the Euros and stuff like that. But I don't know. They're yeah, they're they're not really appreciated on a international stage the same way that anyone else is. Which will be Holland's issue too, even with the Euro qualifiers. I don't now. know. That team well, seems to be blown up. Norway's yeah, kind of get Odegaard. Yeah, but uh, name me more. The TFC I mean, guys. If I look it oh, up, good. I'm <laughs> sure we'll find some familiar names off yeah, the top but you of have my to look head. Yeah, that's the easy point. The fact you have to look it up. Yeah, is I so mean they have Alexander Sorloff, they have Holland, they have Odegaard, and as far as like players with some real eyes on them, that's about it. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's how those nations kind of go. I think that's why. That's also, in my opinion, just to go into like a different conversation, that's also, I think, why the Ballon d'Or is a weirdly corrupt trophy. It's not weirdly corrupt. It's completely corrupt. It doesn't mean anything anymore. No, I know, but like just the fact about it that... You like really to win it. No, realistically, Holland, as good as he is, will have a very hard time ever winning one simply because he's Norwegian. Mm, I disagree. I think the campaign already started for him. 
No, but like especially with the dance. The For example, you see, we mentioned him earlier. You see a guy like Jorginho. He essentially got top three in ballot yeah, voting. Yeah, it's just because he's, he's Italian. Italian. Yeah, which like, I found insane. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. So I said, like, I'm saying that for Holland to get into like the top three, even I he has know. to be but so. Anyone so who cares about the Ballon d'Or anymore? Was it because he was Italian or because of the campaign that he had with Chelsea? No, it's because he was Italian because it, Italy won the Euros too. Okay, true. They won the Euros. It literally like the Chelsea thing. Like true. The combination is what got him there. Well, it's exactly. the combination, exactly. But it's not just his country. Like it's the No, but Holland, Holland will only ever have the club accomplishments to put his... Yeah, he's not going to do yeah. much on the international yeah, that's, stage, that's which, is, which pushes people over the edge yeah. a lot. Yeah, the, the people like creating the trophy aren't going to care that yeah. Norway maybe got to like a Euro quarterfinal. Yeah, like Messi's great, but let's be honest. He shouldn't have won like two, three of those things. I don't know which ones I can name, but I, I can't... I, like, well, I when can't he first signed for PSG, that one he shouldn't have won. They that just one, gave it yeah. to him because they paid him to go to Paris so he would win the Ballon d'Or like I don't know the whole that whole award's corrupt and the way they change it now it, it doesn't even make well, sense it doesn't so. have the aura that it used to have no and, no. and that's because everyone knows that it's just a fake award now it doesn't mean anything that's why like I think it was George Weah that won it and it was like one of the coolest things ever because he's like Liberia <laughs> and just had that good of a year that they kind of handed it to him but um, nobody really cares about that no. anymore I don't think I don't think so, but I just want to point out the fact that it is it is weird and kind of poor for these guys that are from yeah smaller it nations. Says a it's, lot. Yeah, it's so hard to become that big of a name when I'm trying to think of other players that just like are kind of underappreciated just because of the nations they play for. But sort of struggling now. <laughs> Man, why do West Ham fans absolutely adore City? <laughs> Have you guys seen all this stuff on Twitter? No, no. They just adore them. Keep, how they just keep posting like Westchester City and stuff like. I'll show you. Like, well, I remember when I mean, it wasn't that long ago during the Champions League final. Like, I saw just tons of West Ham fans like saying, "Like, good luck, City. Like, hope you win and stuff." I'm sending to our Twitter chat. Uh, I don't it's think weird. this is it's super random, dude. I don't think this is exact news, but I'm seeing a post right now just because I was going looking for your thing. That uh, I mean, the source is PSG Community, which I mean has a lot of followers, but I don't know if I can trust it that much. Um, but apparently the Emir of Qatar and Florentino Perez have reportedly agreed a transfer fee for Kylian Mbappe set at 200 million euros plus 50 million euro bonus. Wait, going to where? Real Madrid. Oh, wow. That's what this is saying. It's saying that there's a fee apparently agreed and he's going to leave PSG for Real Madrid, but that's also been being said for, I don't know how long, and I don't know whether I should trust, um, PSG community underscore on that, but. Um, that's something too. Oh, 28 seconds ago, same guy, Gianluca Di Mar. How do you say it? Di Marzio. Yeah, I'm really following him. I don't want to say his name now. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, Newcastle United are monitoring both Chiesa and Teo Hernandez. Ew, what what are they doing on this little Serie A raid? Because there's quality players there, and they know Milan is back in their banter era, so they said time to go. Yeah, but Chie- yeah, that's weird. Um, I just want to ask you guys, it's just kind of a general football question. Where do you guys rank Mbappe in the world right now as far as players go? Like, top what? Top five, probably? Like, off the top of my head, no yeah, thinking about top it? Yeah, top five. Top five? Yeah, like, if I'm not thinking about it, top five, probably. Wouldn't go to top four? Anyone, anyone going to take a... I don't know. I don't, I'd have to think about this. Uh... I don't do top anyone, fours. Anyone going to take a bit on top four? I do top, top threes, five, yeah. fives, and then ten. So essentially you're saying that he's fifth. He could be. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to think about every player in there. 
you think Holland's better right now or Mbappe? Holland. Mm. Ooh, that's tough. I think Holland Mbappe. We'll put Mbappe more in the city productive, squad. But, yeah, you put Mbappe on a city squad, I think it's 40 goals. I think the versatility of Mbappe pushes him over a bit for me. That's yeah, exactly I think Mbappe's a better player, but that's uh, put him in the Prem, man. Let's get a competition. Like go to go to Real Madrid, put Holland on Barcelona. Well, I mean, Just seeing how the Saudi, seeing yeah. how, I mean, seeing how the Champions again. League has been going, we'll probably get Holland versus Mbappe next year at some point. That'd be cool, but I mean, PSG is just a like nobody cares. No, but that I mean, team's I mean, Real Madrid. If he goes to Madrid, well, it's looking like he's going to. I don't know. What are the odds? The odds are still in PSG's favor right now. I, mean, I don't know. He said himself. I mean, I don't know like how much he means it, but he's like, next season I'm on PSG, so I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I, I'm I'm trying to think. I think I would push him to top four players in the world. I don't know who would have who around him. Who would you him. have top five in? Do you have a top five off the top of your head, or is that too hard to um, think of off the top of your head? Mbappe. And is this um, any specific order? No. Okay. Uh, Mbappe, I think, to have some midfield show in there, I think Kevin De Bruyne has to be in there. Yep. Um, I just always stay impressed by what he does. Um... As it stands, I'd put I'd. Uh, as it stands, based off this season, I would also probably put Holland. Um, and I'm having a I, I like, is saying Messi now bad? Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, like, I'd love to still put Messi in there just as a quality of player, but it's kind of hard when it's hard to include any of the Saudi players or the MLS players now. It's kind of in like a weird transitional phase. I'd love to say Benzema's close there for me, but. Not anymore. I, I don't think. I don't know if I can say that for an Al Ittihad player, which sounds really bad, but it's just how it is. Yeah, I got KDB up there. Courtois is probably up there. I like. You Modric put a goalie in your top four players in the world. Yeah, I thought we were doing top five. Sorry, oh, I'm a five. sorry, I'm a goalie guy. Okay. Yeah, you really like goalies, man. I love goalies. I, I mean, I get it. I just, I don't know. I wouldn't put. Him I think I would have to do five. like a top goalkeepers to put goalkeepers in. It's just such a separate position. Who are your top goalkeepers else. right now? Uh, well, Courtois, like you said. Yeah. Um, Vicario. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Courtois, <laughs> Alisson. Yeah, come on. Um, no debate. I was thinking through the leagues, okay? Uh, I st- still think I would put Neuer just for what he's done for the game. Nah, he's pretty... They in like was he injured for a while? Is that why he's he... Well, he's old now. Somner? He's old now, but... Did, so did they get Somner to switch him because he was just old? I'm honestly only putting Neuer in just because of his he's active and his career is remarkable. <laughs> yeah. Um but as far as like keepers right Currently, now, I wouldn't have Neuer up there. I'd maybe put Mike Mignola in there, the AC Milan keeper. Dude, he's so good, man. Yeah. He's he's really special. When he's healthy, he had yeah. a lot of injuries. He's pretty sick. I would honestly like I mean obviously Milan didn't have the most gorgeous season this past year, but mm. Mike Mignola is not the reason. Absolutely not. Dude. I think he he's, was a, he's extraordinary. He was a star for them, dude. He was awesome. Um Apart from that, I kind of struggle. I got one, Courtois. Yeah. Two is Allison. Yeah. I think you got to put that. Three is Oblak. Still? Yeah. I, uh, he he Dude, he was so sick. Yeah, I think it was a bad, bad season, bro. Uh, one bad season. He was wild. I don't rate Donnarumma as much as other people, so he's not in my top five. I five. put Mignon before Donnarumma, actually. I, I put Mignon before the Donnarumma. I think AC Milan won that. Uh, Mignon yeah. and uh, Ter Stegen. Yeah, Ter Stegen's a good, good, good shot stopper when he's all black. It, uh, he's just—I uh, don't know. As a goalie guy, he—he's 
freaking incredible, man. I love him. It's just he had a bad year. He had a bad year. Honestly, probably a year and a half. I don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm, I still like Old Black. I'm just, I can't yeah. put him in right now. Yeah, so. Which I, I guess is kind of corrupt since that's, I'm saying Then I that's my newer pick, but. okay? He's just, his legacy. Daniel, do you have any goalkeepers he didn't mention that you like? You guys mentioned the Who else ones is there? I don't know. Donnarumma. But Maybe I, he was just going to say mean, Ederson and he's some little citizen scum. I don't have Ederson <laughs> top five. He's As you should He's not a shot stopper, dude. As you should He did make some big saves in the Champions League, though. I will Yeah. I will he give him. In the finals, stops. he actually did have some surprisingly really good stops. I was very impressed. I mean, the World Cup was a while ago, but do you guys have Emmy Martinez anywhere near there? I was no. actually going to throw his name in there. Um, Never rated I him. I mean, he's a hell of a shot stopper. Never rated him. Even in that World Cup, you could see his flaws. Interesting. Dude, he was amazing in that World Cup. Good for him. Where'd you <laughs> play? Aston Villa? Hey. We don't we don't judge for clubs here, okay? Yeah, I wasn't crazy about that. Uh, speaking of Italians, how many Italians have won the Premier League? Was that a trivia question? Trivia question. Oh, I feel like, like are we talking from like ninety two, ninety three, or like uh, forever? How many Italians have won the Premier League? Wait, does this is this count? How many times? Like, if if one won it more than once, is that no, one? That's still one guy. Okay, okay. I didn't. Well, I don't know if you meant like <laughs> I'm titles. Gonna, I'm gonna guess six. Oh, six, six seems high. Six. six seems high. Oh, I guess it's low then. Well, I don't know. I mean, your reaction oh, makes it feel like it's... Dude, I, oh, well, I guess... But the thing is, there's some, like... Like, there's some s- weird ones. Well, like, it, I feel like Italians just don't play in the Prem. So well, like, Emerson Palmieri won a Champions League with Chelsea. And he's Emerson Palmieri. Like, I don't <laughs> know if there's weird ones. You have Zola... I don't th- did Jorginho win? No, Jorginho didn't win a Prem. Because Chelsea didn't win a... No. Uh, I'm going to say four. Four. So there's been four. Oh, wow. Nice, Ryan. Managers. Well, to win. Ranieri. Not players. Oh, okay. Carlo Ancelotti. Mancini. Yeah. Mancini. Conte. And Ranieri. There's only been two players to ever win. Yeah, wow. that's why it seemed high. Carlo Cudicini. Who? He's a goalkeeper for Chelsea in 2000. Fair enough. And? Zola. Jorginho. Why always me? Oh, Balotelli. Oh, that was stupid. I forgot about Balotelli. Yeah, Isn't thinking, that crazy, though? Like, out of the well, Premier League, two well. players. How can only I one of them we really that? only know. Like, holy crap. I can't yeah. say I'm surprised by that, though. No, I can't. The it English makes sense based shopping. on our conversation. Like, Italians don't really adjust to the Premier League that much. That's why Jeez, I think what Newcastle's doing is so interesting because, well, like, they they have money like for it. the first time and they're like, let's go to Italy, which no one's ever done. Exactly. That's why I'm so excited, dude. I think it's interesting. I think, I don't know. I can't say I love it, and I definitely can't say I hate it. All right, I'm going to give you guys two random facts just to end this show. I think we've transferred it up. I think we're near the end. Do you guys want to throw one more thing at me? Um, uh, Donny Van Give me the Donny Van de Beek news. Yeah, Donny Van de Beek to Roma. Apparently Roma's interested. I'll take him on. That's a good pairing, dude. Bring free Donny I don't like Donny. Yeah, of course you don't. Give me your trivia. Give me your trivia. This boy. is a trivia. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna tell you guys facts, something boy. absolutely crazy. No, you're not. <laughs> These things will blow your mind. To to bolster Ryan's goat debate. Oh. Jose Mourinho went nine years without losing a home game. Damn right he did. Wow. Nine years. Damn right he did. 150 games. Damn right he did. Wow. Yeah. That's like. He's so cool. Not man. real, bro. That's yeah. crazy. Dude, respect on Mourinho's name. Coming from someone that has not fully enjoyed watching his football with Roma, respect on Mourinho's name. Yeah. (laughs) He has all my respect, dude, even if his football is kind of ugly now. 
Well, it's football's always been ugly. That's how you got the job done. Football's disgusting, bro. Yeah. That's it's how sick. That's the job done. It's like, yeah, it's so gross Make that you, you have to puke. respect it. Yeah. Is that the only fact you have for us? Or is no, I have one more. This, right. <laughs> this one's crazy. Oh, gosh. Uh, Should I buckle my seatbelt? Tiago Silva yeah. is older than Wayne Rooney. For what? Did huh. Rooney retire young? <laughs> yeah, he did. How young was this guy? I think Rooney retired when he was like 32, didn't he? 33? <laughs> Dude, what? Yeah, <laughs> no, That honestly thinking about it, that makes sense, but it is weird as hell. That is weird. Wayne dude. Rooney is 37 years old. He, reco- he retired two years ago. Oh, he retired when he was 35. Damn, okay. I thought he was a bit younger than that. Yeah. really feels like he retired What's Thiago like Silva, like 38? So long ago. Thiago Silva is, is older by 38. Months. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Wow. That Isn't weird. that shocking? Yeah, it's Sorry, I, I saw that one. I, I no, thought you shocking. guys had to hear that because that, that was crazy. Honestly, when you think about it long enough, it makes sense, but it is really weird. Yeah. I think it's because Rooney's name has been around for so long, mm-hmm. and Thiago Silva's... I mean, also has he been around been for really around, long, yeah. but he had a bit more of a road to... Tiago Silva started as a striker. You know that one? Yeah. They, With, they uh, put his uh, card AC in Milan, FIFA. I think. AC Milan, he was like more of a forward than a defender, which was That's really wild, weird. Dude. dude, he's wicked. Tiago Silva is beautiful. Probably, honestly, I don't think I'd have a hard time saying he's in my... Fluminese. Fluminese. Did AC Milan change him to a defender then? Um, I, I don't know where I'd put Thiago Silva. I would put in top ten defenders in the world, like currently. Currently, yep. yep. <sighs> I don't know if I agree with that, but I mean he's been really good. He's with Chelsea. still pretty solid. Yeah, top Chelsea. ten. He was dude, their best player of the year by far. He was their bright point in a horrible Chelsea squad, mm-hmm. and he's thirty eight years old. Top ten defenders in the world. I don't even have to name the other ones. You're gonna have to take my <laughs> word on it. <laughs> You're gonna take. Well, that's actually, you know, what? we'll put out a graphic for everybody. We'll we'll put our top ten defenders in the world. And we'll see I have if to you actually guys look fit. into yes, this now. Look dude. up this because if you're putting Tiago Silva in there, then he's I want to see a graphic. Fuck, he's definitely gonna be like 17th. Now I'm just gonna push him up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna make a exactly. look. I'm just gonna squeeze him in. No, I, uh, top ten. Maybe top, top 10? eleven, but top ten. All right, all right. We'll what we'll throw up a graphic. Dude, he's top ten. Name me fifteen better. <laughs> <laughs> what about Gundo to Barcelona? Oh yeah, we didn't really touch on that one. That'll be our last one. Uh, uh, it's a good fit. I like it. I think it's a good team fit. Team Chavi, I think he's got a plan for him. Uh, City got their replacement right away, and if they get Declan Rice, and there you go, double up the replacement. I think that works for both teams. I think it's honestly one that we didn't touch on because it's just consensus good. Yeah, it just it's a it's great a transfer. I think everyone just, transfer. Yeah, I think everyone yeah. knows it's good. There's nothing bad about it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's anything that's gonna completely and utterly turn around everything at Barcelona, especially when they already have good things going. Mm-hmm. But it definitely, it definitely, definitely, definitely supports. I, w- I was confused why Barcelona pushed so hard to get Messi back and trade everybody out when they just won the league. Yeah. I don't know. Didn't that. really make a lot of sense yeah. to No, me. they have they do, they do have a very weird business model. But Yeah. Well, they owe so much money. Um, last so thing. You can only get away with, I guess, if you're one team. Last What's thing that? I will uh, <laughs> mention. Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> yeah. Citizens. Um. Last thing I will touch on, I think it's a name that came up a few back in our podcast, unless it was just uh, a conversation amongst us as far as little future wonder kids goes. Uh, Arda Guler, the Turkish kid. If you haven't searched him, search him now. Even search his goal, I believe, for Turkey against Georgia. Um, he is like 17 years old and already on the radar of the biggest clubs in the world, Champions League-level clubs in the world. Hmm. He is a special, special being. 
has been described as the next Messi, which I think is crazy, and I would never put on anyone's name. But Arda Guler, keep him in your uh, keep him in your little brain box. Pull out some highlights to sh- to impress your friends or something. I don't know what you'll do with that information, it's but a I just want to just want to put on this one. podcast early, so like a year from now, you know, I can just yeah, we'll clip this, put it clip up it. five years from now. Clip it, Brian Galati knew. Put it on the Twitter. He knew. Brian Galati put it on the ball. Twitter right under the headline that from Fabrizio Romano saying Arda Guler next best player. All right. Uh, Canada faces Guadalupe at 7 p.m. on Tuesday, June 27th in the first game of the Gold Cup for the Canucks. It'll be at BMO Field. Are you guys going to go? Um, I think Ryan's in London. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to Might be fun. I, w- oh, I would go, though. Yeah, yeah I love, the tickets I love aren't watching crazy. Canada, dude. I'll take, uh, yeah, if tickets aren't crazy, uh, I would go support the team. Not a sponsor for um, this game time. <laughs> not a sponsor. <laughs> um, our picks for that are take Canada score uh, 1.5 goals or yeah so over we're saying the over which i think is at negative 150 right now and take canada on the spread at negative one the for some plus one money uh that's their goal over not the game over yeah still yeah yeah crazy yeah so yeah. take canada wow. win that game uh any odds you can parlay that up to canada we say two goals we say negative one on the spread and if you want to hit the money line i think it's negative 300 so not a lot of profit there but Anyway, that's that's our preview for that game. We expect Canada to win this group, so hope you guys can cheer on those guys, the uh, the red and white. Anyway, Goal that's going to bring us yes, to the end of another exhilarating episode of the Kickaboot. We hope you have enjoyed delving into the soccer world with us today. Sorry we went on some couple tangents about Italians <laughs> and the Premier League. Sort of the theme of this episode. I like it. Uh, big thank you to my incredible co-hosts, Ryan Galati and Daniel Ramos. Glad I he's can a host. be a host with yes, you guys he's a, today. Oh wow. He's a host Glad today. I have that honor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For their uh, valuable insights and lively discussions. Their expertise and enthusiasm is what makes this show truly so special. We would also like to express our sincerest gratitude to Tommy Tubricks, one of our fantastic listeners who joined us today. I'm just kidding. He's listening. Uh, gotcha. Your support and engagement means the world to us. Thanks, Tommy. And if you enjoyed today's episode and want to stay connected with us at The Kickaboot, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. You can find me at Mike Jose Collins, M-I-K-E-J-O-S-E-C-O-L-L-I-N-S on Twitter. Ryan Galati 1. There you go. Find your Twitter. Ryan Galati 1. I am Raptors Vision <laughs> on Twitter. And you got to uh, change that, man. I'm never changing you that. You really have to. <laughs> Raptor's vision. I'm never changing He's going to go that. in for a job interview and be like, Raptor's vision. And I will not change it. Um, right. Speaking of Raptors, I also have a basketball podcast called the Dream Team yes. Podcast. You guys uh, got some draft stuff? It's the draft night tonight. Uh, yeah, I wasn't able to attend this pod, but uh, Jake, Zolfi, and Spencer cooked up some uh, this, this, a, this pod is your real pod. Are, you a, are pro- you a host on that one? I'm producer. Yeah, I'm a host on that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, apparently. <laughs> Uh, yeah, sometimes barely on this one. Look forward to uh, our stuff out on Twitter, and and we'll post our other podcasts. Yeah, Brian, uh, our uh, Dan's on the Dream Team Pod. I got a reality one. If you're interested, you can just follow the links in my bio. And I got a TV and a movie one with one of Dan's co-hosts on the Dream Team Pod. If you wanted to check that out, anyway, I'm a one-trick pony, baby. And easy, and Ryan's just a soccer I'm here guy. For the ride. No, Let's he's actually uh, he's covering uh, some UFC event tomorrow here. Um, so if you oh, want to, or yeah. MMA, it's okay. It's okay. What's <laughs> the difference? Whoa. <laughs> Well, I don't watch that. Daniel, I got to culture you, my friend. Okay, we'll talk about it. Anyway, anyway, uh, if you want uh, if you want to follow Ryan's journey at the uh, MMA MMA event, uh, check it out. It's Twitter, Ryan. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
<laughs> uh, remember, soccer is more than just a game. It's a universal language that unites fans worldwide. So keep sharing your love for the sport, cheering for your favorite teams, and spreading the joy of the beautiful game. Until next time, this is the Kickaboot. Leo Canada. Signing off. <laughs>